0: Welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel.
1: And Daniel. Daniel,
0: welcome. It's been a while. Yeah. That is totally not true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you actually went with it for once, because every single time you're like, it's been a while. No, it hasn't, Danny. No, that's true. good like, morning. Yeah, no, Oh, that's true. That's true. And now we're in the middle of apparently a thunderstorm. Thunderstorm, yeah. It just, so, just
1: showed up all of a sudden. Yeah, it
0: was supposed to be completely clear skies all throughout the day. And, and super hot. And super hot. But apparently we're having that. And that's because we live in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And this is not the slightest bit surprising to us because every year on the 4th of July, either on the day or on either side of it, it starts raining Mm -hmm. randomly. That has been a long-standing tradition. Tradition, yeah. Yeah, as long as I've lived here, it's always rained on like the 4th of July or one day separate from it. It's very weird not to. So, yeah. You sure might hear it
1: uh, hitting the window, just FYI. Yeah.
0: Which reminds us that there's a window back here. <laughs> <laughs> reminds you. Eye. You keep
1: forgetting it's I've there.
0: I've never seen the window.
1: It's right there.
0: I know you, I know you pointed <laughs> out. I've never seen the window. <laughs> like, in, like it, there's always been a shelf in this room yeah. covering that window. So I forget that it exists. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. Um, we're on one of our shorter episodes. We, if you just saw that we uh, did a board game breakdown last week or on a previous episode, episode yeah. um, we talked about uh, Days of Wonder games, yep. which really brought into this next episode. Uh, today we're going to be doing a board game brainstorm, and that is specifically breaking down Ticket to Ride.
1: I'm just going to turn up the mic really quick. There we go. Yep, just in case. Just in case. But, yeah, we're breaking down Ticket to Ride. Uh, we The way we do this one is one of our first rules about Board Game Brainstorm is got to be 10 years or older for a game. Mm-hmm. This way we highlight games that match our five criteria from... Um, Board Game, uh, Top 8 Debate, yes. uh, our five criteria. Yep. The ease of Play, Meaningful Choice, Game Immersion, Replay Value, and Art Production. Mm-hmm. So both of us come up with five different games. We may have crossover, we don't know, that we get, say gives us the fill of Ticket to Ride.
0: Yep, absolutely. So we're going to be breaking down Ticket to Ride, uh, going over that, and talking a little bit about it. So if you like Ticket to Ride, um, based on all of our five main criteria that we debate with, um, which we pre- feel is a pretty thorough breakdown of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll find something that you'll like based on our recommendations. This is kind of like a go-to travel guide of like, I love to get a ride. What can I get from from that same experience? Yeah, And this is going to be a, on that choice.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to get going into this podcast.
0: That sounds good to us. But first, before we get into it, Let's talk about... What have you been doing lately outside of gaming, Daniel?
1: Uh, so, the thing I want to talk about... So, I've mentioned about my love for baseball. I've mentioned about my love for video games. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one thing that it goes low-key just as well as board gaming. So, I'm not uh, connected really to anything, and that is reading. I... I've cooled off a little bit lately of reading, but I do read a lot. Uh, some of my favorites yeah. That, like...
0: That's one of the big things. I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. but that's one of the big things I've noticed amongst our gaming group. I read the least out of all of all, us. All four of us, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so, uh, Stephen King, Brandon Sanderson, those are uh, some of my favorite authors. I've been reading the, uh, I forget what the series is called, but it's like a space series by Brandon Sanderson where mm-hmm. Earths are, are basically prisoners on a planet, like a nature preserve type thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're a big threat to the, uh, the, I think it's called the Cytonic series. I can't remember exactly what it is.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but I've also read the uh, Stormlight Archives, uh, the uh, Mistborn. This is all Brandon Sanderson. I've read yeah. a plethora of Stephen King books. I mean, I especially around... Halloween time. I read a lot of Stephen King stuff. Cause I like that spooky feel of it. Right. Uh, Dresden files is another series I've been reading. Uh, I just, I, I read quite a bit. Um, I have a whole bookcase. I've sell books because I'm like, okay, I'm done with them. I'm not going to read them again. I, tro- I go to our local bookstore called a uh, out here where you can trade in books and I can buy new books. And so my wife, I, my wife's a big reader too. So sometimes we'll just both be sitting, reading a different book. Uh, like I said, I've cooled off on it a little bit, but I also read off my Kindle. That's the only electronic, really, I read mm-hmm. off of. But sure. I like that because I can take it with me. Another thing, too, is I listen to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if I'm driving or we're going a long distance, when we did Gamma last year, I popped on my Star Wars book, and you're like, okay, this is pretty cool because you could hear, like, the lightsaber battles and stuff like that sound yeah. uh, uh, sounds in the background. But, yeah, I just that's me. I, I like to read. I'm a bookworm. Not as much as I used to be. I used to read a lot when I was younger. I'm just no. a little bit um, more easygoing when it comes to reading. I have to be... I'm a mood reader. I have to be wanting to read something. Okay. That makes sense. And you? Awesome. Um, I have been
0: full-time summer mode right now. And what do I mean <laughs> by that? So, uh, those of you who don't know, I'm a teacher by day. Um, and this is... We are filming this on the 3rd of July in 2023. And th- that is summer mode. And, um, they just recently passed, um, a new rule with our district for, for our schools is that we're going, uh, shorter and shorter summers. We're trying to go more, uh, year round. Yes. Yeah. Um, which, you know, gives me advantages on, you know, winter breaks. Um, yeah,
1: you get more time throughout uh, the
0: year. We get th- more time throughout the year, more random days off, which I do like, uh, to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing, the first thing I do every summer or every long break and my favorite thing to do by far turning off my alarm. <laughs> like, that sounds <laughs> that sounds so specific, but I wake up pretty early to get to work, yeah. and I'm normally one of the first ones to get there. I was never... I'm definitely a night owl. And and that was one of my hands-down favorite things to do is I get to turn off the alarm, I get to sleep in, I get to stay up as late as I want, yeah. I don't really care. And that has unfortunately not been the, the, the case for me because I've had a smaller summer, sure. Yeah. But... My son just started high school. Oh, that's right. And he ha- he's in an advanced high school where he, he's early college prep. Yeah. And um, he's had to do summer school. So literally after we finished our two-week trip, we went. Str- like I had like less than a week to enjoy no alarms, and now I have to drive him to school sure. every morning. Yep. And so that kind of hurts a little bit. So <laughs> that, that's one of my things where I was like, oh, I'm going to bed still reasonably. I don't like that idea. No way. <laughs> And I normally plan big projects and stuff, like, Mm -hmm. over the summer. I haven't been able to do that too much. But other than that, I've already traveled out of town two times. One was a massive trip. One was just already to – you and me took a trip over there. Um, And I kind of wanted to lead into that because over summer is when I support my local stores the most. I'm mm-hmm. uh, buying games at our local shop. I'm visiting other local shops. Now is my excuse to go to as many as I can. Yep. And uh, when you and I went, and I wanted to bring this up because of this very reason, we went up to Albuquerque, and we visited uh, four sh- four shops oh. of five places we yeah, went to. Yeah, okay. Um, and the first thing I wanted to talk about was Level 99, because that was the first one we did. Um we went to Level Ninety Nine Games. Yep. Um which they're they're based out of Albuquerque. Um one of the employees is uh is a common podcaster with us. Uh, well Chatter. Chatter, yeah. He he joins us. Um they are I, I want to give them credit. Oh, they're some of the nicest people. Yeah, and this is your first time meeting uh, yep. both of them in person. In person, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, talk to Brad over when we did the board game breakdown yep, with level Brad Nine. Tolton.
0: Um, he... He designs a lot of different uh, games: uh, mm-hmm. Battlecon, Exceed, um, Dead by Daylight. Um, I love his ideas of game design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he 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 takes a complex idea and make and gotta, simplifies uh, it. Speaking
1: of, we got to take a look at uh, Dead by, uh, yep, by Daylight. Yeah, Dead by Daylight.
0: Uh huh. Yep. We got to look at that. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I saw the review of that recently mm-hmm. um, from the Dice Tower. So did I. I'm gonna argue against that <laughs> for one reason. <laughs> Because only one of them really knocked it. Yeah, we want. I want to. I want to say something that Brad told told us about it about the box size, and and I love that because they explicitly brought up the they disliked the box size for the reason Brad told us, or not the reason that Brad told us, but they brought that up and his and his counterpoint is something that's worth bringing up, and yeah. I really want to bring that up because they said. Oh, this game, like, why is it a long game? Why is it like an irregular size? It doesn't even fit in a calyx shelf. That's why. That's why. <laughs> he made he made that box design so it can't fit in a calyx shelf. Not like any of Not you guys man. who are like so set on that idea of that square cubic box mm-hmm. is like this game does not deserve to go in your shelf. This goes on top of the shelf.
1: And a big part of it, too, is the, the reason why they also did that long one, because uh, they were talking about it, is that easy setup. You just pull what you need out, and then yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and
0: they did bring that up. They are like, wow, we got into the game really fast. Yeah. You know, that that was not an oversight. The quicker you get a game to the table, the faster you can have fun with it, the more fun you can have with it. Yeah. Like, the more times you can play it. And that makes a lot of sense. And, and we got... We were... Privy to a preview of something we're not going to talk about it here. We will talk about it on a future podcast, but
1: we may even have them on to talk about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I like they take a lot of care into or their are yeah. yeah, so it's something that's worth knowing. They were the first guys that we visited. Um, we got to meet some of the employees there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the designer of Bullet, Josh. Um, yeah. he's a he's a great guy. Had lunch um, with them. Had that lunch was cool. With they, they're all great people there. They care about their players. They care about the community. Um, they have a discord. Go chat with them. Mm-hmm. They, they've had other podcasters visit them and they're just genuinely friendly people. They want you to play their games. They want yeah. you to fall in love. You know, they're the kind of designers I, I didn't really bring up anything like. Like, cause I don't really dislike any of their designs, yeah. but I think if I did dislike their design, I could tell them honestly, they're like, that's cool. That, yeah. That's fine. They'll we take have, the criticism. Like, yeah. yeah. They'll take the criticism, but not only just that, they're like, we get it. Like mm-hmm. they, they have plenty of games and plenty of design styles that they understand why people might, may or may not like their game designs. And they're like, and that's still okay. You yeah. might, you might still like something else we've done. Yeah. Like the heavy euros, Euro gamers might like Argent the the light ticket to ride style gamers, they might li- they might like um you know the um steam imperial, right? Yeah. You know, the the head to head battlers, they might like Exceed or BattleCon. So anyway, <laughs> I digress. But then we want to give the last few shout outs to the, the, the world stores of we visited, yeah. We visited Slice and Dice. Um they are a pizza sla- one side pizza, one side board game store. Yep. Uh, you can play
1: games there. They're um, kind of a board game cafe, but the, they deal more on yeah. the pizza side. Yeah. But one side you can buy food and play games, and then the yep. other side they have their shop.
0: Exactly. Now we were already full. We had lunch uh, prior to that. Yeah. But um, what did what do you think of them now that? You've oh, been- I,
1: I've I've liked Slice and Dice. Uh, yeah. We've been we went there last year and mm-hmm. had a good time there. They have some really good food. Uh, check them out. They are uh, opening up a second location relatively soon. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the next couple months, uh, which will be further into town. Because where they're at to where usually people go into Albuquerque, they're on the clear other side of town.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then after that, we stop by a, a, a store that's been there for a long time. It's called Twin Sons Comics and Games. Yep. Um, you know, they're they very supportive of the magic community there. Um, so if you're a collectible card game player, that's a great community for them. And they also have comics on top of that. Yep. Um, they're owned by two people. We didn't. I didn't get a chance to say hi to the owners of it, but it's they two twins. Uh, they were there. They were there. They were there. Yeah, they were there. I didn't see them. Um, they were. They were working in the back. Um, but they were there. Um, you know, they've always been friendly. They. They've been around for a long time, and uh, I know they. They got hit pretty hard with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, their business was was struggling for a bit there. So if you're in Albuquerque, go show your support. They're a good community um small little shop very comfortable
1: i bought a game at slice and dice i bought a game there uh, yep. i actually found a game that i've been looking for in the wild that you don't see and right. that's the bloody Inn. so i was so happy to find a right. copy
0: right exactly so if you need a copy go get it there, there there's are. one more that we saw that's right um and then we went uh, and we met up with a, a friend of mine who's a designer there mm-hmm. um i i will ABQ ask you plays him, in here abq plays on our chats um, he has designed a few games that are on the Game Crafter. He does exclusively through that. Yeah, fun guy. Um, I I really that's like guy. him. Um, it was your first time meeting him? Yeah, I've known him for years and stuff. And he's now he's very supportive of the gaming community. He's putting on the Proto Spiel, um, the first one ever in Albuquerque. So I hope that's a success. I know I'm going to be there, so that'll be cool. Um, and then we checked out Etten Games, which yep. is the first time you've ever seen that.
1: Yep, uh, we drove by it a couple times, but yeah. Uh, this time, you bought something there. I mm-hmm. didn't. Um, you Got Disney
0: animated. Disney
1: animated, yep. And then after that, we ended up driving and finally having enough time for dinner. We ended up mm-hmm. going to uh, Empire Board Game Cafe, yep. uh, which is off Central Street. And that's the main street we were talking about that everybody mm-hmm. goes to. Oh man, some really good food there.
0: Yeah, their food is. It has no riping. as good.
1: Yeah, and we played Living Forest. Living Forest. Yeah,
0: the first. Uh, that was the uh, only game we played that night. That, well, yeah, that, the, day. that whole day. That <laughs> that was the whole game day of gaming. Yeah. No, no, we bought a lot. I bought,
1: bought uh, lot. Yep. Stranger Things, uh, mm-hmm. Upside Down. F- played that recently. Oh yep, yeah.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have to talk about that. I, yeah. I'm very curious um, because I've already played both the games that that I bought too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, overall. Travels is a big thing for summer for me. Relaxing is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Working on random projects. Um, uh, as you'll see soon, that we have a new logo. I've worked on that over the summer. Yep. And a few other things. So that's been my time. I've been full summertime. Oh, yeah. And custom colored. Uh, oh, you can see reflections. Ooh, ooh. ooh fancy. Anyway, I'm digressing. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're trying to bring out our brand more. So full summertime mode.
1: Nice. So let's move on to our category here. Mm-hmm. Four-game brainstorm. We take one game, we break it down to five games, and tell you why, based off our five criteria from the top eight debate.
0: That's right. So we're going to start on ease of play. That's kind of our go-to. Yep. So Ticket to Ride is notoriously a very easy game, game to, to play. play. Yep. Um. So we wanted to capture that essence in ours. Daniel, you'll be starting us off.
1: All right, so my first game here, and the one I picked for the ease of play category is by far one of the easiest games on my list, and people consider a Ticket to Ride-style game. And Mm -hmm. I specifically... It's two games, but I'm picking one specifically. But both games play exactly the same. This one I'm picking is Trekking the National Parks. Mm -hmm. But the other one is Trekking the World. They both pretty much play the same. Uh, Basically, you're gathering cards to... Ticket the Ride style two cards or one card to play out and to move across the board to pick up your your set collection tokens as well as to visit as many national parks as you can Mm -hmm. based off playing the cards on the national parks or if it's the major parks, playing the cards there to put out your tent on the major park and get those specific powers for the rest of the game. But yeah, this is a very simple game. It's really well done. It's by Underdog Games. Mm-hmm. Underdog Games, yeah. Uh, I do really enjoy it. It just it doesn't get played a lot in my house, so I'm getting rid of my copy right. just because you have Ticket to Ride. I have right. Ticket to Ride, it's too feel. simple for my other game group about it. So that's right. But it is it's really good. It's really well done. The art is fantastic in this one. Uh, again, it's another U.S. map. If you're a big person about uh, national parks, like uh, my podcast partner mm-hmm. here is. You, you would dig this game, and so that's why it gets my recommendation as ease of play. It's just as simple as Ticket to Ride, um, and you're still traveling around the world. Awesome. Good pick. Actually, that's actually a really good one.
0: Mine, um, I, whenever I teach Ticket to Ride at the shop, mm-hmm. I always explain the fact that like there are literally three things you do on your turn. One of three things, and there's only really three rules. You're either getting more cards, laying down uh, tracks, uh, tickets, for the tracks. The train. train cards for the racks, train, yep. Or you're getting more uh, tickets <laughs> to get from city to city. Now, those are contract fulfillment in mm-hmm. most games. So I was like, what game has like really only three things you do with contract fulfillment? Century Spice Road. It I, really that was
1: on my shoulder. It's
0: slightly more than that. Like, Don't get me wrong. It's not as simple, but it's not far from it. You are literally either playing a card to convert some kind of cubes to cubes, um, you are either spending those cubes to fulfill a contract for points, or you are getting another card to add to your collection yeah. of different ways to convert the cards. It's really similar.
1: That It was uh, on my short list for ease of play, and then I remember trekking the National yeah. Park. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it was right
0: there. Century Spice Road, it's, it's one of those great games. But it also adds that extra little... Um, nuance. The the nuance of the engine building of how you play your cards. Because there is actually a little bit more you could do. You could skip your turn to get your cards back. Mm-hmm. But that's a minor detail. Yeah. It's really almost the same thing. It's a double page rule book. Like, it's just one card that you play either side. Um, it doesn't quite feel the same, but I feel like, you know, the 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 desert, uh, the spice road caravans versus building trains across the United States, uh, the theme is about the same feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's Like, just as likely to get to the table, um, which I know is no longer a category. But, um, yeah, just different stuff like that. And I think it's spot on. Ease of play. I had to go to Century Spice Road. All right, moving over to Replay Value. Replay Value. To you? That's right. So I wanted a game on this one. Replay Value is all about um, how many times is this game going to hit the table in all of its different aspects. Mm -hmm. And I thought one of the big things about Ticket to Ride is that they've had multiple versions of... Of the base game, they've had multiple expansions to the base game. Mm-hmm. They've had um, you know different like caveats to the game. Like they've had they have had a Ticket to Ride card game. Yeah, you know they've had a Ticket to Ride. Like uh, I don't think they made a dice game, but I think they made they were working on something like that. They mm-hmm. had dice components added into the base game. But I was like, it's a it's a common out. Uh, it's a common game that you know based on that replay value, you have all these different versions. And Ticket to Ride has miniature versions. Like they had the city collection. So I was like, what game has the mini versions and expansions and different iterations? And even on top of that, I didn't think about this at the time, but they've also had a legacy version. I had to go pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic is spot on. I know. was
1: tempted to do that. Uh the only thing is we did a pandemic breakdown. So sure. I was like...
0: But you have a map of of actual geography. Yeah. You're you're maneuvering around it you're trying to complete the, the overall objective That that's a co-op target. your
1: pick is closer than what mine is so. Right. I just
0: feel like and you have miniature versions if you want to play a quick 15 minute version of it mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a country version of Pandemic you know it. as far as replay value goes I think this is just neck and neck Neck and neck. It's so close. I, as I far don't as disagree with the you on distilled that versions of it. Yeah. So, pandemic was my pick.
1: I thought about it too. I just like we did a board. This is actually our last mm-hmm. board game brainstorm. So I was yep. like, okay, I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. But again, this is my my like cheatiest pick, and I'm going to have to argue for this one. But my mm-hmm. pick for replay value is role player. Yep. Okay. Um, along the lines that you were saying with like the Ticket to Ride, where is that you have multiple versions of it, and sure. they do kind of a legacy role player has a campaign style game that you can plug in your characters from this one to that one the replay value uh basically is the there's two expansions for it plus all the different character promo packs that you can get mm-hmm. for it um you're also this more dice drafting than anything so you are picking up your dice kind of like collecting your cards and someone takes something that you want by going first yeah Uh, That could bother some. Yeah, you do have somewhat of contract fulfillment because you're trying to meet the requirements of Mm -hmm. how you're building your character. Um, So by placing your dice in the proper areas... So, like I said, it's a bit of a cheaty pick because of all these different aspects, but it does give you a lot of, like, the set collection feel. It gives you a lot of the, um, because you're trying to get the different armors to match, this way you can get more mm-hmm. points at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, your different characters, your fiends and familiars give you different powers as well, adds to your set collection type stuff. Sure. You're also trying to move your, uh, alignment to give you to your proper points. So you're trying to make yeah. all the di- different tickets, you're drafting in a unique way, my other pick was kind of a but I'm like, sure. yeah. I kind of wanted to pick something that gives a little bit of a different feel, but still kind of gives a lot of the requirements yeah. we need for Ticket to Ride. So I went with Row Player. Um, and again, the big part of it, too, is that the plug-and-play aspect into a campaign-style game as well. Sure. Okay. Like hmm. I said, it's my cheaty pick. Um, I mean, that
0: wouldn't have been my first thought. Is It wasn't my player. first thought.
1: This is That was actually one of the hardest it's ones the for me to ones. Pick. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's fair. All right, meaningful let's choice. Meaningful choice. Which one has the same meaningful choices as Ticket to Ride? That'll be me. Um, my meaningful choice. I pulled off. of... That was the hard one for me, actually, because I was like, "Actually, this, this was a lot the of...
1: easiest one for me." Yeah, I was thinking the game I picked. You haven't played yet, so.
0: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that this is a really distilled, simple game, but I was like, "This is almost like a card game, like because it's kind of like Gin Rummy, right?" Yeah. And I thought about putting Gin Rummy, but I was like, "Nah, I don't. I don't really want to." and i was thinking what other game feels out where it's like you really only do like one thing on your turn and i like the route building aspect but there's a lot of variability as to how you how mm-hmm. you approach that route building and this isn't a route building game per se this is a tile laying game but you do build bridges amongst your tiles and this is cloud city
1: Oh, uh, okay yeah yeah because
0: you take your tile you have That's one of a few good. tiles yeah you have a few tiles you choose from you place it down, and you're building these connections between the towers, and the height of the tower determines if that's possible, and the farther the tower is away, determine the points. That's very similar to that idea, and it has that distilled choice. Like You only have literally a handful of choices, a small amount. You're like, hmm, I could do this, this, or this. Which one am I going to do? And I feel like that's a very similar approach to it. Um, It's less feeling of Gin Rummy uh, as it was because Gin Rummy is really more set collection. Yeah. And where this is more like, okay, how can I spatially put it the right way? Um, But I feel like it's still pretty similar. That's Cloud City by Phil Walker Harding and uh, Blue Orange Games.
1: Yep. All right. So this one was one of the easier ones for me because I went along the route building, the networking and resource management kind of aspect of it. This one is one that you haven't played. It is a game that is on your top 100 that you do want to get played. Okay. Um, this oh. is a Martin Wallace game, Brass Birmingham. Okay. I mean, I haven't played it. I know nothing about it. Uh, so, I'm curious. Um, you're you're basically trying to build up your your train yard at first, or and then okay. it's your boats. Um, you're trying to connect to other parts of the map to get resources, to build up your board. Huh? Um, I, like, I I remember a lot of the aspects of this game, and a lot uh, I don't remember. Yeah. No. But what I like about it, and the reason why it clicked in my mind is because when I showed it to the wife, she's like, this is a more complicated ticket to ride. <laughs> Okay. But Fair enough. it gives you a lot of a meaningful choice distal- distilled down to a certain amount of actions that you can do. Okay. Because you could take out a loan and grab some money and use that money to buy what you need, but then you need to make sure you have your route connecting this way you can gather the resources and produce from that area. Okay. And so you got to make sure you have your beer to pay for your workers because they don't trust the water. Yep. Uh, that kind of stuff. So it's got a lot of moving parts, but it kind of is distilled down to a very complicated ticket to ride. Okay. Interesting. Alright. Well, that's fair enough for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah, this one, that gives you the meaningful choice because you can't make dumb decisions in this no. game.
0: No. you really can't. Cool. Alright. Um, the next category we have is Game immersion. immersion. Which one feels like you have the same level of I have a great thematic. one for this
1: one, so go ahead and start.
0: I, you know, I actually think you'll be, you'll completely agree with mine. You might agree with mine more than you do with yours. Oh, no. Okay. So, in Ticket to Ride, right? Uh Uh-huh. You are spreading your control over multiple regions of an actual geographic map, first off. Mm -hmm. You are doing simple but very specific card play to spread your influence. This is set in early um, American time, 1910 is when Ticket to Ride was set. Mm -hmm. I wanted something about the same idea, okay. and you do have route building, but gaining controls of certain regions is very specific to this. This is about the German postal system.
1: I was thinking about this one, yes. but I kind of like what mine was for Game Immersion. That's
0: fair. This is uh, Turnin' Taxis. This won the spiel two years after Ticket to ride. ride. yeah, And it's, you know, a very similar concept. In fact, I actually thought when I first bought Ticket Turnin' Taxis that it was a Ticket to Ride clone at first because I didn't know much about it, but it's very much not. No, you, it has its own uniqueness to yeah, it. The uniqueness is the route you are building is the path of cards that you are playing. You play it to either side of the, the route you're playing, mm-hmm. and you must be able to play um, to build a route, and then when you score it, that's when you gain control of those regions. Mm-hmm. So the players who control the regions better will get more points, and then gaining majorities from the regions. I think that that is incredibly immersive, like, I, I don't think Ticket to Ride is the most thematic game. No. But it is definitely thematic on the fact that you're just straight up, you have this vast area. You could put train tracks wherever you want, but if you can do it efficiently, you get the benefit from doing so, and that you get the same feeling. And you have those, like, moments where you're like, man, you just, like, took the card I wanted. You drafted what I needed. You have that stand-up moment of like, ah, oh, you you took my route. <laughs> no, if only I did that. And you have a little bit of pressure luck on top of it. Yeah. I like it. It's very fun.
1: All right, so for my game immersion...
0: um, You're challenging me now. It
1: doesn't really do a lot of what Ticket to Ride does, but it does, in a sense. You are (laughs) building something, but you're not building routes. Okay. Uh, You're taking moves to gather resources to actually build a cathedral. This is Red Cathedral. You have to be smart how you build Red Cathedral, because if someone... Builds above you, you get a penalty or someone blocking Blocking your route. Okay. Uh, you're gathering your resources to commit to building your cathedral, just like you're gathering your cards to commit to building your routes. Um, the only difference really is like, what is that, a Moncala mechanism or the, just the way the dice plays? Rondel, oh, Rondell. Rondell. Yeah. So you're doing the Rondell aspect of it rather than the Rummy aspect of it. Okay. But you are gathering your resources. You're trying to be efficiently built. This way somebody doesn't uh, make you get shamed by the czar. I really thought this was a good pick just because it, yeah. it gives you a lot of the same interesting aspects of sure. right Okay. But it's much more immersive, because you're yeah. like, instead of being like, dude, don't you take back? don't you put that train there, it's more like, don't, God, I gotta get, oh no, he's already got the gold on that thing, oh no, oh, oh no. He's no. gonna
0: so fast, we're all gonna get penalized.
1: And, it, and when it comes yeah. down to us, it, most points at the end of the game, you get your points by how you're building the cathedral rather than your routes to wherever the ticket's supposed to go. That's so, fair. Uh, I thought, like, when I saw Red Cathedral, I'm like, I was looking at my games, I'm like, oh, Red Cathedral, yeah. It gives yeah. me that kind of feel because i got to be smart how I play inefficiently efficiently right. as I play, like, in Ticket to Ride.
0: That's fair. Okay. You know what? Mm-hmm. It, I appreciate <laughs> your enthusiasm on that because you, you, you really do believe that, and that's fine. And yeah. I don't disagree with you. But I was like, as soon as you said Red Thieves, I was like, no, this is a sham. What are you <laughs> talking about? You kind of sold me on it. Right. Fair enough. It's way more complicated, but that's not what that category, that, that category is about. Is about. category the is emoji. how you feel when playing it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, have to play efficiently like you yeah. have to do in Ticket to Right. And yeah. I need to get my piece because I'm under your uh, yep. character's build. So I'm like, no, I don't need the shame.
0: <laughs> that's true. I mean, I... Next one is art and
1: production. This one is actually... That brilliant. was me. Yeah. All right.
0: Art and production. This is my cop-out. Yeah. We we just filmed an episode about Days yeah. of Wonder games. And I was like, at the time, no other company produced games like Days of Wonder. And I think they still kind of don't. They still have that same yeah. feel. They They... When people describe like the boxes, mm-hmm. uh, they say a ticket to rise size, size box, box, which yes. is a twelve by twelve inch box, you know, and like I think three inches thick or something like that. Um, You're gonna find my pick funny. Yeah, it's well, mine is another Days of Wonder game.
1: Quarters, I of course, of course. Yeah, same production value. Yeah,
0: exactly. I was like, it needs to have a lot of a lot of. I swear, similar Yamatai to smack you. It's not Yamatai. <laughs> it's Five Tribes. Okay, wait, was that the one I put? Yeah, Five Tribes. <laughs> five Tribes because you have the map. You mm-hmm. have, um, all of the great components to it. You have a simple idea, but you have a lot of good options, good quality cards, Fair. great art. Um, and then the meeples are comparable with the trains because you just have so many of them that you're moving around the map. And they go? have, they had an abundance of those pieces. Um, meeples are a little more generic than the trains and ticket to ride, but not by much. Um, I had to put a days of wonder game and that was the one that oh, matched I it. I felt the most as far as art and production goes. Great art. Um, very distinctive art on top of that. You know what the game is by looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. If you see that board anywhere, you're going to know what it is. Um, an abundance of good quality pieces, good manipulative pieces, the trains and the meeples. Yeah. Yeah, I it's spot on. And it's in the same size box.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> mine is nowhere anywhere near that. Uh, again, for me, when I do like the art and production uh-huh. aspect of it, same quality or higher is yep. my thing. And I would consider this quality slightly higher just because of the price point of this game. Okay. Um, it is a route-building game. It is a networking game. And it's by Funko. Any is guesses? It Pan Am? Yes. <laughs> it, it, honestly, it hits a lot of the Ticket to Ride stuff that we're building routes, except for we're trying to build out routes as efficiently as possible yeah. for Pan Am to buy us out. The person with the most points after Pan Am takes over is the win. Okay. But you got the plane components. The planes are great. Yeah. Yeah, You have the really good good card quality, a decent board, Mm -hmm. easy to read. So it hits all our criteria in the art production. And it plays, it's probably one of the more similar ones, other than trekking the national parks to ticket to ride. Than some of the other aspects. Yeah, you're not the wrong. only difference really is because you got the events that come up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Pan Am I think is spectacular when it comes to its price point. It's a thirty five dollar game with those kind of components. Ticket to ride is what sixty. It's fifty. Fifty. Okay, fifteen point or fifteen dollar difference. Almost equal quality when it right. comes to the components and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, this is that was a game that you could pick up and Target. You mm-hmm. know? So I think that was a really good pick for that one because it hits all the criteria, like the route building, like uh, aspects of Ticket to Ride, and then the component quality. I,
0: I have one big argument against yours. Okay, it's not in a Ticket to Ride size box.
1: It is not, but I don't <laughs> care about the box size <laughs> aspect of it again. Art production or better. Yeah. I don't care about box size.
0: You know, no, I don't. <laughs> but it's not in a Ticket to Ride
1: it's
0: like box, that's what I'm saying. Alright, anyway, this is a silly episode. I do like these episodes. They're nice and short, nice and succinct, but again, this should be a good resource for you. Mm-hmm. Um, If you ever want a game that if you've been playing Ticket to Ride and you're like, you know what, I'm ready for the next step, hopefully this will give you some ideas for future episodes. Or for future episodes. <laughs> future hopefully this will give you ideas for, for, for the next games. great yeah. game in your collection. All the games that we've recommended are games that him and I both really love, and, and there's a reason for yeah. that. Um, so with that being said, if you ever want to join us on a live episode, like any of our friends who join us, uh, we're filming a little early, so I don't, not a none of our regulars join us today, yeah. but uh, you can join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames. Go to that channel, subscribe to us, and you can get notified when we film.
1: As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020, and if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean.
0: If you ever want to join us for uh, or email us directly, whether to contact and just say hello, give us ideas for future episodes, or possibly enter into future contests, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. So with that being said, I'm glad we filmed this episode while the rain went away. <laughs> yeah. Because that's perfect timing. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel.
1: And I've been your host, Daniel.
0: And we're going to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games.
1: And remember, everyday's a good day for board gaming.